We're back on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Um, any update on your loan? Did you get it? Are you approved? Where are we? Listen, I'm trying to. It, it, by the way, don't be getting caught up in that PPP stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you do gotta pay that money. Don't you do it? <laughs> Have you heard about the new loans coming out? No, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm cool. Never uh, give your social security number on the phone. Yeah, never. No, we, you know, definitely. Um, my man Ron Hampton uh, on the internet says Garrett out here getting them payday loans and they calling them back. <laughs> hey, you know they take them payday loans immediately out. They be garnishing you, dude. They get that money all the time. Interest rate on one of those these oh, days. Oh, 27 and a half percent. See, that should be illegal. That should be illegal. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. It is like a load shark. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, um, Mikey McNuggets, <laughs> top five, and then Travis Hafner. I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, as soon as Travis comes on the line, we'll we'll cut this short and get Travis on because whatever he's gonna say is better than my top five. He's but scheduled for eleven or twelve thirty. Right? Yeah, so okay. he should be here any second. So we're changing the right. rundown a tiny bit. But I finished Ozark this weekend, which inspired this list of the least right. likable TV characters that I've seen. And okay. before I give you the list, just know. You know, I haven't watched a ton of old TV shows, so most of these are relatively recent. Old TV shows. Yeah, that's okay. I haven't watched any yeah. new TV shows, but then you'll love this list. Yeah, right. it's, 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 listen, I, it's, I've it's watched all them do white noise to me. Yes. Yes. Who has time to watch TV? Yeah. Go ahead. Mike, I don't nugget. have a lot. We'll be honest, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a yeah. lot. We'll I start with number don't. five, though. All right. Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory. I, don't I can't watch stand that the show. I can't yeah. stand right. him, and the fact that he got his own spinoff is a disgrace to good TV characters. See, now that's a character I know and yeah. have never gotten. Yeah. I'm like, what is the appeal to this show? People love this show. It's awful. Do they? I, it's, it gets good ratings. I thought it was dope. Rihanna said, it's okay. Really? I mean, yeah, it's not. He's I, I, I must be the only one who don't watch Big Bang. Theory. No, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 you know, you know, you I don't say it's terrible, but I've never serious. actually watched the full episode. Because you can't get through an it's entire awful. episode. Is it? I, I think it's because he's like his character is a geek. CIS. Yeah, I just no, think that maybe that's who they're no. trying to appeal to. <laughs> and I, I don't. I, there's not enough fun of, of geeks. Is that still funny? I mean, that's. A, I, I don't know. I love Revenge of the Nerds. But yeah, I can't but that was stand this years premise. Ago. It was a great movie, and it was really funny. This yeah. I, Big Bang, I'm with you on that. It's a medium. Cannot so. stand him. All the right. fact he got his own spinoff. There's so many better characters that could have got there. It's own the show. younger him, right? By the yeah. way, it's the younger him. By yeah. the way, Jay, you brought it up. But the guy who played Lewis in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. yeah. That is David Carradine's brother. You know the actor David is Carradine. Is it? Is it Keith Carradine? Or Keith? Is it Keith, Keith Car Carradine? Keith, I'm sorry, Keith yeah. Carradine. Who's a famous older yeah. actor? That's and his brother. Anthony Edwards from ER and Top Gun. Right, was, was also Gilbert. in that. And Booger, Booger Presley was, awesome. yeah. was like one of the best movie characters of that decade. John Goodman played the football coach. <laughs> yes, he did. Right. I love that. That movie was very. And the guy who played Edwards Ogre was in the movie Bloodsport with John Wood Van Damme. <laughs> wow, you're going deep. I am deep. Love that. What's, okay. that? What's next? I go in number four. I love The Office, one of my favorite sitcoms ever. But Andy Bernard, terrible character. Had a couple good one-liners throughout the show, but by the end of the season, by the end of the sitcom, when he was the boss, the absolute worst. Oh, really? The whole storyline well, of him going to Florida, just so stupid. At the end of the show, it was it had jumped the shark two years before. I never watched The Office. Did you what? guys watch it? Phenomenal. Never, oh, wow. I, I don't think this. To me, I don't watch any sitcoms. There was an no, ex since Seinfeld. There was an ex I had who watched who watch, uh, The Office, so I didn't see a lot of I don't find any of them funny. There's a couple of, uh, well, Curb Your Enthusiasm on, on HBO. That's funny. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great good. show. I'll give that's you that. I, I love Andy's character yeah. on that. Yeah. And and if we're going to cross over movie talk again, yes. his role in The Hangover that's was where he's This is not an Ed Helms Discre I love yeah, Ed Helms. Ed Helms. Yeah, okay, good. Because it's not an indictment of Ed no, Helms. No, he's his great role in that. on the show. No, I it's did, his character. I, he had some yeah. funny seasons and some great lines, but 
he had a couple got, one-liners, but the end of the show and his character arc towards the end, I could not have yeah. hit. His song yeah. in The Hangover about so the baby, uh, uh, the baby tigers. Baby tigers. <laughs> so good. It's like unbelievable. The best. Okay, who's three? Number three. Have you guys seen Breaking Bad? Of course. Skyler yeah, a little bit. Held Walter White from officially Breaking Bad, and by the end of the she season, was so she annoying. was holding it back. She was yeah. so easy to hate. Tough to put her at three because she should have been higher, but one and two. What's unfair is she's like the only not bad person on that show, and yet you hate her. She was very well, angry. The show is yeah. called. Yeah. Don't disappoint me, Mikey McNuggets. Yeah. You guys, uh, this is next two. I'm waiting, waiting for I'm the two. Wait. It's a top three. This was really a, a Mount Rushmore of three. Okay. She was okay. Let's, let's, let's go to let's, number let's two. See. Let's see. Let me see. Let's see. Jeffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones. I was sitting. Well done. That should have been number one. Wow. It was number one until Sunday for me. It was Joffrey. number one until Sunday for me. Oh, wow. Joffrey so Ozark, someone in Ozarks took, took the so crown. So let's go to number one because Travis is on. We'll get to Travis in one sec. But okay. Wendy Bird from Ozark became my She's official awful. most least likable character in the history is of television. Is this going to be a spoiler alert, though? I'm not going to tell you why, but let's okay, just yeah. say for the last three seasons, every decision she made oh, made you hate her more and more well, and more, and she you, ruined so many so good So this is a slam dunk for you. It's not even close. You should you should have had one of the girls from the show Girls on no, there. No, They're and, all annoying. And the chat going to agree with me. If you're listening in the chat, I need you to put a number one in the chat if you agree with this. Put the ones up. Daenerys Targaryen is the worst character you talk about the last three seasons of, of, of game of thrones it went from one of the greatest shows of all time i just thought the last year was bad but the last two uh, she, yeah. she loses every yeah. decision she makes is, is hot garbage you're gonna watch the prequel yes i will watch that dragon so will i yes i'm out you could Brad, you out i'm out i'm, I'm out, out. I see OG. Put the, he's I watching see Walking Dead Put with the me. ones up. Walking Dead. My man, I, said, I don't know why. the top five. Where? Wendy Bird's number one. Joffrey could not have been happier when he died, but <laughs> Love that let us know on Joffrey. Twitter. And we have Travis Hafner, so what, we're going to cut that. What happened to Negan? And let's get to former Indians yeah. legend. All right, yeah, it is, it is time for the former Indians legend to join the program. The Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Very pleased to welcome there Travis Hafner. There he is. Look at him. He looks like he can still put on a baseball Jay, uniform and play. I played in a charity softball game. I don't know if you remember this, Travis, but we played at a charity softball game at the um, Lake Erie Crushers Stadium. You remember that? Yep. Like three years ago? And yep. he could still play. And I was playing first base for the other team, right? Yeah. And Travis gets up, and he's huge, and he's a left-handed hitter. I went into the outfield. I was, <laughs> I'm not standing at first base. He's a professional major league. Because you didn't want to get hurt. He's That's phenomenal. why. He's still a great. He's still unbelievable shape. He was great. Travis, you and he was really great. nice too. My God, you look. You, you haven't changed a bit. What are you doing these days? Uh, well, I try to work out to stay in shape, and um, right now I work for the Guardians, and uh, I do a lot of uh, youth baseball. So I love coaching kids and um, enjoying that a lot. There you go, Bull. There's your opening. Yeah. Well, we were talking about it, Travis, because I'm coaching my sons. My son's nine. It's nine, third and fourth graders. We're off to an 0-2 start. I did double practice yesterday. <laughs> you guys are saying it's too much practice. I don't know. What do you think? I, I got to get them swinging. They got, they don't take enough swings. In winter here, you can't. it's hard to practice. You know that. Yeah. Like the best part of coaching youth baseball is just watching the development over the season. So yeah. you've done the right thing, like get them off to an 0 and 2 start, right? Lower expectations. I <laughs> look like a genius when you know you start winning games. That's right. When we're in the World Series, it'll all pay off. Travis, I want to I want to get your thoughts on the most controversial thing with uh, with baseball here in Cleveland over the last year, and that's the name change. Here we go. Um, where are you on that? From the Indians to the Guardians, where do you fall? 
Well, I mean, I was, you know, used to Indians for so long, and it's still tough to say Guardians, honestly. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I understand the reasoning behind it, and I think over time it's just something you'll get used to. And, and you know, the, the colors haven't changed much or the uniforms. And, I, you know, I think probably by the end of the season, Guardians will roll off the tongue pretty easy. Yeah, we've all made the mistake calling them Indians at least a couple of times on the show so far. Yep. Um, I, I'm the, we just put a graphic up. It said North Dakota GOAT. Um, I, I, I have some fun facts about your, um, about your high school. So you didn't even have a high school baseball team where you went to high school. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. We just, we just did uh, summer baseball and I'd usually have to go to one or two towns over just to play baseball. That's crazy. Oh, that is just absolutely crazy to think <laughs> that a guy with 200 major league home runs couldn't even play in high school. Here's my favorite Travis Hafner fact. Um, you were the valedictorian of your class. Would you tell the panel how many people were in your graduating class? There was eight. <laughs> hey, that's okay. He was still number one. He was, so, so he was still. I always, I always tell people that I finished in the top ten of my class. That's even better when you say there's only eight. Everyone can say that. That's wow. so cool. What was it like, Travis, growing up in, in, in a small town like that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's all you know. So I grew up in, like, a farming community. A uh, really, really small town. So, like every 15 minutes, there's like another small town, and like if that's all you know, like you're good with it. Um, and I even went to like a fairly small town in in Kansas for college. But you know, once you start going to like Dallas, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, like some of these minor league towns, like it was it was a big adjustment. And now I'm used to like you know we live in Tampa, was in Cleveland for a number of years. Like I'm just used to cities now, and that's you know what I like. Man, even even the uh, like the A ball cities must have seemed pretty big. I mean, when you when you first yeah. got, when you got to the big leagues and you start going to some of these big cities, and you know even Cleveland is a smallish city compared to some of the other like your first trip to New York or Chicago or L A. Was that like was it mind blowing? Yeah, New York especially was. Um, you're just like wow. Like I, I remember going down to Times Square and just seeing that, and you're like wow. I, I this is so many people. You know just. From what I was used to, to going to New York, it was it was quite the adjustment. Hey Travis, your door opened up behind. That yeah, was oh, really, that oh. was really slick how that did that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Is there a ghost? I know, like I was, Some, I was, somebody's I was, crawling I was, on the floor. Was What's going on? <laughs> I, was actually, uh, I, I had an English bulldog, and he came in to sit on the oh, chair. Oh, okay. Was like, hey, that's okay. The, the, the internet, dogs. The, the internet was wondering. <laughs> yeah, right. hey, hey Travis, what do you miss most? about not playing anymore if anything yeah um you know i think a lot of people will say like they miss hanging out in the clubhouse with the guys uh being a part of that like the camaraderie is great um i miss like i miss like all the preparation working out in the cage um watching the video coming up with a game plan and then going out and facing like you know one of the best pitchers in the game every night like yeah just that preparation and the battle and competitiveness is what i really miss you know Travis you know a lot of times when you play for for the Indians um, we, we all know that there were certain restraints on, on the budget restraints on, on the payroll um, as a player did you did it ever frustrate you a little bit that you kind of knew that you guys uh, you know would have to you know build up every couple of years and then when you got the guys and, and they paid some people and, and got some different pieces that you would have to kind of tear it down every other year or every third year whatever the case may be did that did I ever seep into the locker room or did you guys just kind of you know go out and just play 
Yeah, I mean, for the most part, like, you just tried to focus on what you had as opposed to, like, maybe what you didn't have or what you could have. But, um, you know, certainly, like, there were some, you know, frustrations, like, when we had, you know, guys like CeCe who, who left, who was, like, a great teammate, great player. You'd love to keep him. Um, but, you know, like, I think for the most part, we just realized, like, this is a team we got, and we got to go out and play our best and, you know, try to win ball games with what we have. And, you know, for the most part, like, there's always a good attitude, good mindset in the clubhouse. You mentioned CeCe. When he gets traded to Milwaukee that year, and then he just went bananas. I, he couldn't, no, he couldn't, like, nobody could hit him for a while. Were you, are you guys, like, following that closely when one of your best teammates gets traded? Or is it like he's on another team, it's off our radar? No, we follow it. I mean, it's it's a family. Uh, I was good friends with CC, and and what was crazy uh, about that for CC was he was heading into free agency that off season, and he basically went to the Brewers and was like, "I'll pitch every fourth day." It was amazing. And it went on for <laughs> it went on for months, where <laughs> you know his agent was probably like, "What are you doing? Just you know, get through the season healthy, have a good postseason run." But um, that, I mean, that was just the type of teammate he was and team player he was you know Travis you, you you're a home run hitter you're a power hitter I always uh, you know like to look at other people who do to some kind of something some of the same things you do um, who was a guy if you had to look at it and said all right I'm so envious of this man's swing who whose swing would you trade for yours like who do you think is a guy who you're just like man if I had that swing, man, I you know that looks effortless. Who did you really admire that was also a power hitter during your era? Um, let's see. During my era, uh, you know, Todd Helton always had a good swing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. He was fun to watch hit. I think currently Mike Trout has a phenomenal swing. Um, you know, guys that are just—it seems like whatever pitch you throw them, they can hammer. Like you know, the majority of big league hitters, like we have to look for pitches. Um, you can't just go up there and hit everything, but there are some guys who just seem so talented. They just walk up there, you know, and just whatever you throw them, they're on. So let me ask you a question, Travis. So when you uh, are at the plate and you see the, the top big league pitchers, which one had the smoke that you had to be real concerned about? Which pitcher did you have to be concerned about on that mound? Um, actually, like every pitcher that you face, like you have to have respect for because – um, I, I remember when I first got called up to the big leagues, uh, we faced very early on a guy with like a five ERA and you watch him on TV and you're thinking, man, if I ever faced that guy, I would smoke him like three or four times. <laughs> and then you get up there and you realize like, wow, he's locating really well. He's got a great changeup. This is going to be t tougher than I thought. Um, but I, I definitely noticed like the top pitchers in the league are the top pitchers in the league for a reason because they're really, really good. They got great stuff. They locate. Um, and it seemed like some of the guys that I would face in their Cy Young years, their stuff was just like a little bit better and they're like, they didn't really miss spots ever. So you've got nothing to hit sometimes on a, you know, you get three, four bats off them in a night. You just got nothing to hit. Going back to the pretty swings. I remember as a kid, Daryl Strawberry, I thought had the, the, the sweetest swing I'd ever seen in my life. I loved watching that, even though I hated the Mets as a kid, but I loved watching Daryl Strawberry swing. Yeah. Why is it, why is it that lefties seem to have prettier swings I think generally they do yeah and um I guess to your earlier question like Ken Griffey Jr how did I oh, miss that yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know yeah, uh, yeah. poster child for sweet oh, yeah, swings yeah. yeah we you just 
in your backyard as a kid, Ken Griffey Jr., Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's just the follow-through of a left-handed swing. Um, you you just see that, like, pull home run to right field, and it just there's something really sweet about it. I had a lefty tell me this, and I, I don't know. I've, I've never really talked about it with many guys, but one lefty played for years in the big leagues theorized that he said, we're, we're finishing our swing, and we know where our momentum needs to go. As a hitter, you're thinking you're running to first base. And he said whether or not it's subconscious or whether it was a real thing, for him, he always felt like his natural momentum needed to go to first base anyhow. And that's why he supposed that he had such a beautiful follow-through because everything he was thinking was getting down that first baseline. You buy that? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because like, you know the lefty finishes their swing and their momentum just kind of takes it that way. Um, I never – thought about running ever to first base. I like I was just you know, pretty lost <laughs> about hitting. So I knew I wasn't gonna beat anything out anyway. All right. Well talking about running and beating something out, I don't know if this is true, but I heard um, and I'll I'll ask you to confirm it that in the game in which you hit your first major league homer, I think it came against the Indians, right? Yep. You were playing for the Rangers. I was told that you also had a, a couple of doubles and maybe a single in that game and then later in the game you hit one that was that could be three, and and so Travis Hafner, probably one of the least likely guys to ever hit for the cycle. Is it true that you were thrown out trying to stretch a double to a triple to, to try to get a cycle in that game? Yeah, um, so it, it, came, it came up, and the team was like, "Hey, if you hit a ball in the gap, just keep going. Like, don't stop." Um, especially what happened was I hit a ball to left center. And I think Matt Lawton might have been playing left field. So, like, it hits off the wall or bounces up against the wall. And I'm, like, almost a second, but not, you know, not quite there yet. And I think, you know, the ball's coming down. It looked like Lawton was just going to, like, catch it on a hop and throw it in. But then he, like, caught it on a hop, and it, like, trickled away from him. So then I kind of, like, had to restart to go. So it might have been a double and an error anyway. Right. But uh, I don't know, like – as this is happening in real time, I'm thinking like, man, I don't want to be the rookie who's trying to stretch, you know, something mm. into a triple and get thrown out and yeah. look selfish. So he did have 13 career triples. I just looked it up. Wow, that's 13? that's a lot more really? than I would have guessed. That's more than I would have guessed. Did you know you had 13? I would have guessed like two or three. <laughs> that's what I, I would have no been too, Travis. In fact, you had three total in your last two years. Two in your last year in Cleveland, you had two, and then with the Yankees. That your last year, you did have one. I don't know who it was against, but uh, you okay. must have been. Mo Maybe you got faster as you got older. You got a little faster. I don't know. Hey, Travis, um, your greatest baseball memory. What was it? Um, I would say the year that we made the playoffs uh, in 2007. We uh, we knocked off uh, the Yankees in the first round, and then was you know we got to Game Seven against the Red Sox. Oh. Couldn't get over that hump to make it to the World Series, mm. but just you know mm. that whole season. Um, Watching that team come to the, come together, winning our division, and then beating the Red Sox was, uh, or sorry, beating the Yankees was uh, just yeah. an incredible run and a lot of fun. I felt like that ALCS too was the World Series because you had the I Rockies know. and the Diamondbacks going in the National League, yeah. and it just felt like a foregone conclusion. Whoever won that ALCS was going to win. And, and I, I believe you guys went up three games to one. We were sick. Francona yeah. was guarding, yeah. was yeah. was was, uh, was leading the the Red Sox surge. Mm. That was a great year, great memories. Hey, Mikey McNuggets is our uh, is our producer on the show. He has a question for you, Travis. So go ahead, Mikey. Yeah, Travis. So after Jay's question about having eight kids in your high school class, I looked up your high school 
Is it true that your high school is called Carrington, Pigree, Buchanan, Kensal, Skykston High School? And if though, yeah, is that so the most names of a single high school in America? <laughs> yeah, so we were, uh, it, it could be now. Um, at the time, we were just Sykeston, and that school has since closed. Wow. And now, and now I think a lot of this, if there are Sykeston kids, they go to Carrington. Um, so, yeah, it could be multiple names at high school, but that's how the sports teams were. Like, my basketball team was uh, Bowdoin, Hertzfield, Sykeston. The football team, they just called Wells County because oh, there were so many teams. <laughs> you had to, like, combine so many towns to, or schools to get a team. That's amazing. What position did you play in football? I didn't play football. Um, I was, my, We grew up on a farm, so what? the fall was, like, our big harvest season, so my dad what? always wanted me to put farm work. Well, that's how you got so big. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He was farm boy strong. There's no doubt about that. So I wonder what their yeah. jerseys look like now, Mikey, with all those names on the front. Yes. <laughs> they, they must run out of space. It, it, they just probably just use like abbreviations. So there's probably like seven or eight abbreviations and then HS at the end of it. I like the Wells County. It's, you know, short, sweet, encompasses yeah. all the schools in the county. That Travis, yeah. what was your uh, most favorite and least favorite city? To travel to when you were in the big leagues. Hmm. Uh, so I was I was enjoyed Chicago. There was like great restaurants by the hotel. Like you know we had uh, I think Michigan Avenue right there. So mm -hmm. like just a lot to do as far as you know if you wanted to go shopping or whatever. But the restaurants were fantastic. Um, I don't know that I had a least favorite city. Like I mean there was a I mean a lot of times like I wouldn't even leave the hotel like. You know, you, you oh, get wow. in, you get in, you know, three in the morning or something from your flight, yeah. you know, wake up, room service, lunch, and head to the park and just never leave the hotel. Travis, do you get to see much of the Guardians these days? And if so, what, what are, what's your general takeaway after 30-some games? Yeah, um, we'll follow them on TV. I mean, we have a lot of, like, youth baseball practices and stuff, so I don't get to see um, all the games, but, you know, They've been, I think, they've gotten off to a really good start. And, you know, offensively, I think they've surprised some people. And it's been good to see, like, some of these young guys step up and, you know, kind of take advantage of their opportunity. Yeah. Do you see what's at the bottom of the screen right now? <laughs> I have to ask you about that. <laughs> That's our producer, Mike. And there's there's truth in there. to that. Like, there's very, there's, I'm, I'm calculated with some of my answers. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's smart. Because, Bull, as you asked that question, yeah. I'm thinking, first of all, Travis is too nice a guy to do yeah, that. You but don't secondly, want to city, he's too it? smart. He doesn't yeah. want to be a, a, an internet <laughs> clickbait headline. Nah. Hafner trashes Kansas City. I was just thinking Kansas City, too. That's so funny. I wonder why. I'm like, Kansas City sucks in my head. <laughs> Travis right. didn't say that. I don't even know. Travis, it is, it is uh, always great to see you. You look great. Just seeing you brings back so many wonderful memories. Yeah. Thanks for joining Thanks, the Ultimate Travis. Cleveland Sports Show. And uh, when baseball topics permit, we're going to call on you again. Is that all right? That'd be great. I love being on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. You all right. Thanks, Travis. Travis Hafner. You know, for me, yeah. he was always – I always felt like, wow, Jim Tomey. How blessed were, were, were Indians fans to be able to root for a guy like Jim Tomey yeah. for as long as we did. I always thought, like, he was kind of the second coming of Jim Tomey. I loved so much about his game. Yeah. Just such a stand-up guy, the kind of guy any team would want to put in the right, clubhouse. Right. And Had a hard time staying healthy later in his career. He did. After, a lot but, of guys do. But, but in his prime, he was oh. 
a feared slugger. I'm not. And he was clutch in a lot of grand slams. A lot of grand you slams. You hear six grand slams, like, like, oh, that doesn't sound like a lot. That's a lot of grand slams. But you know slams. why? He hit him in yeah. big spots, Yes, too. he did. He hit him when the team was down two runs. Yeah. Well, I thought, I, well, I thought the, the next Jim Tummy was Brian Giles. I thought that was him. Yeah, Brian Giles. <laughs> Brian Giles. Brian Giles. I thought yeah. he was back. Oof. And by the way, who you know how, who has the best swing of all time, but but wasn't hitting a lick? Your boy, Russell Brannion. Russell Brannion had to, that he, was guy, the, he had a pretty swing. He was the he white was a classic 4A player. Yeah. yeah, I know he was a tweener. He was yeah. too good yeah. to be a minor leaguer, but he never broke right. through at the major league level. Yep. Sweetest swing of all time, as long as we're talking about that. I've got Griffey. Yeah, Griffey's. I, I loved Strawberry as a kid. I loved yeah. why, but Griffey is so one. big. I loved it though. He just he was I in my mind. He was this big huge guy, but he was really just tall and skinny as a rail. I love this finish. Yeah, by the way, King Griffey see back in the day there was there was there was actually African-Americans that represented back then like you got to think about it. We had Lofton. We had Big Hurt. We had uh, uh, we we, we had Griffey. You take a look at all of those players that least amount of black players. Crazy. The number, has gone, down, the number has gone down yeah. dramatically, and yeah. well, while well. while Latin American, um, the numbers are skyrocketing. Yeah. I mean, baseball's they, done a terrible job in cities in America getting kids to play baseball. Well, it, it was, I don't think it's so much. Uh, well, they haven't done they haven't done yeah. themselves any favors, but you know, it, for neighborhoods like ours, the the faster sports do better. Well, football, the so basketball. Bull, I, I would just counter your point by saying yeah. baseball's tried. Right. They've got all kinds of initiatives, all kinds of programs. Yeah. I, I always I, I'm fascinated by this topic and I yeah. used to talk to professional football and basketball players about I'm always want to know what other sports did you do and a surprisingly low number of African-American basketball and football players ever played baseball and I would yeah. always say why too boring mm -hmm. too slow yeah. you need That's 20 kids right the entry to bar you know, the barrier to entry yeah. just with you needed all the equipment basketball give me a ball and a hoop right. you got a game right. and a lot of the cities we had we had mighty my baseball and a lot of the cities the money came from the city so when you signed up you paid 20 bucks right yeah, yeah. you paid 20 bucks they gave you your uniform you got all the stuff and and i just remember I played three sports, but my dad, his his favorite sport, he played in high school. His favorite sport was baseball. Yeah. So everybody. But he was of that era too. Yes. Right? Yes. Meant more. Yeah. My, I know, my, yeah. my little league team, we were like the United Nations on, on my little league team. We had two Jewish kids, two Italian kids, two Irish kids, two black kids, well, two Puerto Rican kids, up? and two yeah, Asian kids. I mean, that's that's not, that's it was not beautiful. Uncommon. Everybody yeah, played together. But that's not uncommon yeah. for where you grew up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When you grow up in the middle of America. Right. It's, it's, but yeah. honestly, when you look, I believe they're in single digits now, African-American yeah, yeah, yeah. players in the major leagues. Yeah. Right. That's yes. stunning because I think at one point it was as high as the 20s, yeah. like 22, 25%. And it's there's a lot of different reasons. I've read re uh, research papers that college kids have done on this as to why. And I think the overwhelming takeaway is it's just too slow. Resources, especially for young people. And, and you need a, you need you need a resources. field. Right. You need the bases. Yep. You need the glove. It's so easy to have a pickup neighborhood football or base, yes. uh, basketball. Kids game. don't do pickup baseball anymore. We did uh, when we were kids. I grew right. up on pickup baseball. All, all the time. We just go to the park. Me and my yeah. buddies, we play baseball. Can you imagine eight kids in your high school graduating class? That's no crazy. high school oh baseball. That, that, I had over a thousand that, people crazy. in my high school graduating class. Wow, that's, over a thousand. Okay, that's huge. Crazy. By the way, uh, the by the way, Chief, before you do that real quick, because I, I, I don't want to forget, because you mentioned Ken Griffey Jr. I would argue that Ken Griffey Jr. is the coolest athlete in the history of sports. The coolest athlete. I'll give you that. You know why? Yeah. Because he, he had gym shoes. Like, 
You, you know how you know how uh, uh, transcendent you got to be for you to play in baseball spikes. That's right. But you have gym shoes yes. and it's a top seller. He was the man. Yeah. I mean, it was I just it's crazy. MJ was pretty damn cool. He yeah. was, but I'll I take mean, I, maybe because I'm biased for baseball. That backwards but I take, hat. I take Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. With over with anybody. The cigars yeah. and Kangol. And Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Before he, he started getting before he traded and got hurt, I'd never seen a better baseball player than Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, I think he's especially because he's no steroids. Best natural player of our life, Fry says Fry on the internet says yeah. uh, King Griffey Jr. has the best swing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the dog say, show says Mike Ho Hargrove for everybody. Like, I guess it's a, a, a Grover fan. You, you just like Mike, Mike Wait, Hargrove. Mike Hargrove is the coolest player? Yeah, yeah, oh, the, best, best swing. Yeah, best swing. Uh, uh, no, Hargrove had the, he was the human rain delay. Yeah. He, In between every pitch, he uh, would step out. Like that. Yeah. I don't then, like, you know, he's got this yeah, right, and this right. and the, tug, yeah. the glove tug. That was horrible to watch. I, think, I loved yeah. him as a manager. But. J Jason Burns says, man, this show asks some questionable questions to players when they come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you, you I think we're trying to get him to, to dog a city. Yeah, 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 I, but those are fun questions. I wasn't really getting the I mean, he didn't have to dog the city. He said no. I didn't love going or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's you know how it's going to read. Yeah, least yeah. favorite. Yeah. It'll be Hafner trashes Kansas. City. Yeah, fair enough. And, and by the way, people are definitely in on the paranormal activity in Hafner's house. Yeah. Somebody hey. said it's the ghost of Chief Wahoo. That's <laughs> <open> that, <door. laughs> <laughs> that was kind of creepy. My, my, here was my fear. Perhaps someone's in the bathroom and doesn't know that yeah. Travis is conducting an interview. <laughs> right. uh, what, what might we see? I saw that door open up. I was like, whoa. It's one of them things. I'm going to be real still and act like nothing happened. Yeah. I, I, saw yeah. somebody, I saw somebody hit the floor and was crawling. <laughs> like a little kid. Like his kid was coming are we, in Are we going to do, uh, do final takes right now? We're going to go to break. Oh, break. Okay. We're going to come back with final takes, and I want to add one name to the best swing discussion. Ooh, okay. So we'll think about who we left off. Austin Hedges. What's oh that? My God. Austin Hedges. Oh, you're oh, going to give it to oh, us right now. I oh thought you were going to make God. us think Austin about it. Austin Hedges oh, has the worst swing in baseball. He homered over the weekend, and I sent him <laughs> yeah. a message. Your boy just homered. He goes, yeah, that's his one homer a month. <laughs> <laughs> He checked off May. Got one. Got three now. Yeah. And we've only played two months. I hear you. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll think about our final takes, and we'll deliver them as we put a bow on this Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. So imagine, if you will, there was beautiful audio under that beautiful picture. That's how we're going to get into our final take today. By the way, before we do that, I just yeah. want to congratulate you for the moment of the show. Oh. The live call on the uh, account services was, was absolutely priceless. The best. Hey, well, if you missed it, go back and watch it best, on YouTube. So sorry, sweetheart. We're not getting the house now. <laughs> never back. My, my favorite part was, can I combine my credit score with my wife's? Because I'm good at 780 at that point. Like, like, I'm straight. It fluctuates. Like, he was like, this guy, he can't be. Is he for real? You know what? I guarantee you he told his coworkers about that. Call. Oh, 100%. Right, guaranteed. Yeah, right. All right, Bull, final takes. Lead us off. Guys, uh, there's a problem in this country, and it has nothing to do with Republicans and Democrats. It's all about cat people and dog people. You see, normal people are dog people. Dog people are better people. Let's be honest. No offense to you, cat people, but I'm about to offend you. Uh, when you think of a cat lady, you think of somebody like this. Look at this. By the way, <laughs> live laugh. Look, uh, look at this lady. Does anybody want to hang out with this lady? Her house smells. She's got cat poop buckets all over the house. I don't want you. People, some, some cat people are like, well, you have to take your dog for a walk. And I say, well, that's good because then there's no poop in the house. I don't want the dog pooping in the house. You've got cats. Those are Anthony's cats. 
by the way. Our assist, one of our assistant producers, Anthony, some of those are his cat. He's a cat. He's embarrassed about it. Cat people are embarrassed. They're like, yeah, I got like 10 cats. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, first of all, I don't want the poop bucket. So, I, my dog goes outside. Yeah, I got to clean it up. It's a little gross. But I throw it away. It never gets it. No poop in my house. Okay? And, dog, and when you think of a cat lady... Cat ladies are weird. They're creepy, and cats are scary. Cats are cats are like Stewie from Family Guy. They're always up to some shenanigans that you want no part of. Dogs, they're like the, the you, you, they're like your uh, your your cousin's kid. That's a little dopey, all right, but they're fun. Like my dog. My dog is fun to be around. There's my dog Crash. He's ready to go outside and take a walk. He's not pooping in the house, right, Crashy? He's ready to go outside and take a walk. I go outside with Crashy, and we have a lot of fun, right? Yep. Now, cat people, they, they dress their cats up. With dog, dog people, we don't dress our dogs up. We not, I mean, that's nonsense to be dressing up a dog. I go out. I'm sociable. Well, okay, we sometimes put a bandana on them. <laughs> uh, we have put a bandana. I'll admit that. But we don't go any further than that as dog people. We stick with the bandana. He looks very manly with that bandana, doesn't he? <laughs> He's, he's ready. Okay, all right. Well, we did All right, one time. Look at the fear in his eyes. He's wearing a Bengals jersey. <laughs> it was it was the playoffs. I put an AJ Green jersey on, and he yeah, he wore Cubs hat. And uh, yeah, he didn't do that too. But all right, listen. Dogs make you sociable. You go out. You chat with your neighbors because you're walking the dog. You meet with the other dog people. The cat people don't make any friends. They're staying locked tight. So be a dog person, not a cat person. Wise up. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. G Bush, go. I'm, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use the first ten seconds of my of my final take to say. By the way, the cat ladies. There's a seventy-five percent chance that they have old newspapers everywhere in the house. Everywhere. By the way, that that goes. They're that hoarders. Comes, they cat. Cat ladies and hoarders, the one and the same. But let, let's get to the people. Uh, we talked about annoying people, as you can see. Earlier, I get this call, right? Now, listen, account services or bill collectors or scammers, they don't care nothing about the time frame of the day they call you. They're going to they gonna beat your ears up from, from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. All I do is hit the silence button. But here's a problem. That's fine for them. They, they are paid nuisances. But I hate when somebody hit me up and they my family members or my friends and they say, yo, ring, 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 ring. Hello? You, you talking low because you, you, you want to set. Or you talking low because I'm in my cubicle. I'm talking low because I'm doing manual labor and I ain't supposed to be having my phone on. I get the phone. Y'all talking all out. Hey, 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 man. What's that, G. Bush, man? Hey, man, I know you see. Hey, what you doing? <laughs> what do you mean, what am I doing, bro? It's 9 o'clock. <laughs> what you think grown people do at 9 o'clock? <laughs> and then... I, 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 then I put you on pause, and then I hate this. They just call right back, like ding, 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 ding. They hit you right back, like you just silenced them. Now, in your heart, you feel like a bad person. Maybe your mom's sick. Maybe somebody's on the side of the road. Maybe the ambulance is coming to get somebody. No, it was none of the above. They tricked you. You answered the second call, and now all of a sudden, hey, man, what you up to, man? Yeah, I was just seeing what you was doing. I ain't doing nothing. How can you call me? <laughs> At 11. That means you don't got no job. How do you, who, what grow, if you over 30 and you can talk to somebody at 10, 12, 1 o'clock, unacceptable. That means you are working less than 20 hours a week and you might see, stop it. Don't call me 
when at, at 10 o'clock and ask me what I'm doing when you know I'm on you see me I'm live right now you know it it's on my Instagram feed what's you up bro me. what's up fam what you up to and if you need to borrow money you don't need to start with that you just need to say just shoot me a text hey can I hold 30 that's all we need and that's all I got let me holler let me holler let me holler my people that work overnight let me holler at you right maybe they work overnight well that's that problem you gotta get a better shift <laughs> I mean, these two. <laughs> it's your turn. I was about to tell, let me bring it back. Oh my God. Myself. Get serious. And my final take yeah. here. Note to self to the Milwaukee Bucks fans. Did you think you were walking into Boston and winning a game seven? No, 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 no. Me no like it. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, do your history. I have been a subject of the subject matter in Boston, right? Yeah. You're not walking into Boston on a final and winning in Boston. Very rarely is it done, right? They do they do strange things. First of all, the Boston folks, they're the luckiest folks out here. Mm. I'm the lucky yeah. the Irish. Yeah. They win everything, right? We go used to go up in the Boston Garden, they do silly things like this. Paint the visitor locker room pink. Iowa. Oh, uh, sit in here and you're like, oh man, I feel real loose, <laughs> quiet, right? I need a nap. <laughs> here and then, in May, June, turn the heat on <laughs> in the locker room. Whoo, sleepy, sleepy, and then the ghost of the garden. I can hear this chant for Larry Bird. Just gonna, he scored a bucket. It'd be like this, Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> So honest, Giannis, honest the Coupo, yeah, and crew. <laughs> that was a wasted trip. <laughs> I could have told you how it was gonna go when you let it slip out of your hands in Milwaukee. This was inevitable. You had a good season, but never, ever, ever leave it in the hands of going to Boston and thinking that you're going to come away with a win. And if you do, you're only one of a select few that have done it. Check your history. That's all I say. I'm out. That's a good Dikembe. That is. I'm, yeah, right. I'm, I'm looking at it like, well, he could go to his Dikembe for <laughs> Halloween, and all he has to do is just do that. <laughs> if he hits you with one of them long fingers, he might pass out. <laughs> you're right. By the way, how many Boston teams have gone to conference finals in the last 20 years? Listen, he's right. It's the most spoiled fan base in the history of spoiled fan bases. The Patriots all the time. The Celtics all the time. The Red Sox in recent years have gone yeah, a lot. Even the crazy. Bruins. I know. It's nuts. All right, I'm going to wrap it up with my thoughts on the NIL. By the end of business today, it's expected that Ohio high school athletes will be able to monetize their name, image, and likeness. And to that, I say good. Long time coming. This is America. If you've got a skill set, you should be able to monetize it. We've got teenagers playing professional golf and tennis. They're making money. Why not the high school kids? But it comes with this caveat. I have one major fear. We've already seen how the NIL can go off the rails in a hurry with college kids. Now we're talking about high school kids. It'll be a very small percentage of them that get to monetize their abilities. Probably 0.5% of all high school athletes will ever have to deal with this problem. My only hope is we don't completely throw these kids to the wolves without any barriers. College football, college sports in general just said, it's wide open kids, make what you can, please, 
For those states that are adding it, including Ohio, make sure it comes with a strict set of guidelines. Get these kids protection, make sure they know what they're signing, and make sure they understand because most 17-year-olds don't. Uncle Sam's coming for his 30%. And you can pay him now or you can pay him later, but if you don't set it aside, mm -hmm. that's going to be a very unattractive bill later in life. We should know by the end of the day, guys. We'll we should see, know Jay. because voting yeah. closed on it yesterday. And, I, and the expectation is, and we heard Coach Holtman say it, it's expected to pass. But I just I hope we, we, we look out for the kids that are yeah. going into that pool because there's sharks swimming there. And I'm fascinated to see or hear what Maurice Claret's going to say to us tomorrow yes. about this, yeah. however it turns out. Yeah, he's going to be a, a terrific guest tomorrow. He, he lived that life. Well, Coach, Coach Holtman talked about education. I mean, there's an there's a education component that's, that's missing here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm not sure who should do it. Is it the university? Is it yeah. the high school school sure. system? Somebody has to do it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the bill is going to come due and payable. Yeah, it Most is. Most importantly, G, I need to, you need to call out one. I feel like there's one specific relative you want to call out. Do you want to do that? You want to name names? You want to name one? I feel like there's somebody. There's one relative that's ticking you off. I can see it. Yeah, well, I can see it in your oh, eyes. No, this is a this is a package deal. Oh, package. <laughs> All <laughs> of them. Listen, it's like they, see for us, our cousins are like brothers, right? Like you. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up? <laughs> and then your friends is like your cousins. What's up, you see bro? The trickle, the God, it moves there, up a notch. It moves up a notch. <laughs> so see here the thing, you be I come I can come back home. They'll just have your shirt on. Yeah, I need a little shirt real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, Wait, somebody just walk into your room and take your shirt? Oh, yeah, that's a, I got two brothers. They just pull up. Like, yeah, let me that's get that, that That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, uh, you mentioned Maurice Claret on tomorrow's show. One of the things we're going to talk about tomorrow is the fact that Deshaun Watson has just said to the Browns offense, pack your bags. Love it. We're going to the Bahamas. Woo, that's yeah. beautiful. Right? That we, we, we see quarterbacks treat their linemen in particular to watches, <laughs> steak dinners, but this cat's taking the offense yeah. to the Bahamas. So we'll discuss that on tomorrow's show along with Maurice Claret. That guaranteed bag. You aren't kidding. <laughs> that two well, if any it. player in the history he of the NFL it. can afford to do it, it's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he could yeah. buy the Bahamas, I he, think. He might. <laughs> he might. All right, Mikey McNuggets is telling us we got to roll. We are back tomorrow on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow.